Hi, this is Steve Hargadon, and welcome to the Future of Education. It is August 12, 2010, and our special guest today is David Wood, the author of Get Paid for Who You Are. David, thanks so much for being here. You're welcome, Steve. Future of Education is sponsored by my employer, Illuminate, and the Learn Central social network that I work on for educators that has Illuminate baked in. It is free. Would love it if you'd come and join us and participate in the conversations there. We have announced our Global Education Conference, and the call for presentations is up. This is a five-day, multiple language, multiple time zone, free conference be held November 15th to 19th. Uh, we do encourage you to uh, present or participate, so please uh, feel free to go to the site, globaleducationconference.com, and submit a presentation. The theme of the conference this year is inclusion, so we're really trying to get people who from areas that are not normally heard from to be able to participate. Coming up on the Future of Education on Monday, Kyle Ruddick, uh, who's directing the One Day on Earth project, will join us to talk about that project and what schools can do to um, link up with it. Uh, Tuesday, Linda Darling, Tuesday and Wednesday. Wednesday, Linda Darling Hammond. So maybe the 17th is Tuesday. Yes. So Kyle's on Tuesday. Wednesday, Linda Darling Hammond from Stanford will talk about her work in education. Carol Dweck also from Stanford. Then the next day on her book Mindset, the classic book. Kathleen Cushman on Fires in the Mind. On the 25th, the BYU Idaho Learning Model. George Siemens. Uh, Vicki Bellis, the director of the Race to Nowhere movie, will be on on the 30th, and lots more fun coming up. hope there's something on that schedule that looks appealing to you. If you've missed the session, they are all recorded. Tonight's will be recorded as well, and they're listed at futureofeducation.com. Yesterday was Charles Fidel on the neuro, or Tuesday was Charles Fidel on the neuroscience of learning. Very interesting. Last week, Milton Chen on his book Education Nation. Marcel uh, Marcelo Rodriguez on lifelike pedagogy. Also fascinating interviews, and all the rest there up for your enjoyment. If this is your first time in Illuminate, it is a participative environment, and we're sure glad to have you here and hope you will participate. The first way in which you can do that is you can see some emoticons at the bottom of the participant window, a smiley face, a clapping hand, confused look, or a thumbs down. Those are ways to let us know how you're feeling during the session. The, the hand larger icon with the hand and the green up arrow is how you would raise your hand to ask a question when we get to the Q&A. Uh, we're glad to have you do so, but do go up and run the Tools Audio Audio Setup Wizard first uh, before you do that to make sure that your mic is working. There are a lot of people in the room, and the chat can fly by quickly. So if you want a better view of the chat, go up to the View menu item, Layouts, and click on Wide Layout. It will make for a much better reading experience. And now you get to tell us where you're listening from. This is a good, diverse audience. Look for the wand, the laser pointer, to the left of the map with the red star at the end. Click on that and click on the map. And feel free to shout out in the chat as well, maybe where you are, the time, the temperature. This is incredible. It's a fun group, David. I'm, I'm glad you're getting to meet them. <laughs> well, we've got some Australians. Looks like several Australians and a New Zealander. And India and I'm guessing Portugal. How fun. Yeah, we got a Kiwi in there. All right. 
Okay, well, thanks, everybody, for being here. If you're listening to the recording, thanks for tuning in. We're sure glad to have you be a part of this. David, I want to tell you very briefly how I learned about you. Okay. Uh, we were doing a lot of work with the company Weebly to help um, them find a way to provide websites for educators. And I was in some long discussions with them, just kind of giving them an understanding of what educators are looking for, and they were looking for a way to provide some services for free education. And the guy I was talking to said, you know, you really need to look up David Wood. <laughs> and I said, what? And he said, well, I can't tell you anymore, but you need to look him up. So I've been tracking you since then, and uh, it was probably one of their early, not the first, but you know, the first way, but I was an early reader of Get Paid for Who You Are. And this has been a theme and a topic that's really been of interest uh, to those of us in education. The idea of sort of micro-entrepreneurism or following passionate interests, and, and not just because of what that means for the work lives of students after they leave school, but also what does it mean about how we go about educating. Do we educate for entrepreneurship? Do we educate around specific individual interests? And I don't expect we don't expect you to be an expert or even uh, comfortably conversant in that area. But you're opening the door to us to, to a conversation that that we are really um, very fascinated by. So I wonder first, we did tell people that they could get a free copy of the book if they attended, and I'm wondering how you want to handle that. Yeah, there's. Um they can go to the website right now, and your timing's good because I'm about to start charging for it, but they can still go to the website and get a free PDF, or if they want to get the physical book, you can actually get a free copy of that, or you just pay for shipping and handling. And the website is getpaidforwhoyouare.com. Okay. Get paid for who you are. I make sure I type that in correctly. If it is there correctly. Good. So, um, can you kind of give us a sense of the core story of the book? You know, what, what you're trying to communicate. Yeah. Well, I I kind of I stumbled upon uh, internet marketing and online businesses. I was a life coach, and I was helping people to achieve their goals. And then I became the coach's coach and started showing people how to set up their life coach businesses. And then I kind of stumbled into products and found that I could help people and share my gift while I was sleeping or while I was uh, in a treehouse in Thailand. And I found that people were so fascinated by my lifestyle. They said, how is it that you can travel for three months and then you come back and you've got more money than when you left? Or how is it that you're able to help so many people and you've got a newsletter of 70,000 or 100,000 people how do you do it and how is it that you can take a week off or two weeks or a month or two months off if you want to? And I realized there was so much fascination about the lifestyle I created that I decided to write a book to show other people how to do it. So I've, we've had um, you know, a number of people on the show talking about, uh, Dan Schauble talked about Me 2.0 and we uh, talked to Dan Pink who wrote a book called Free Agent Nation and Seth Godin came on. And there's sort of this larger theme of kind of choosing what you do and having more choices in life. And you've been really nice to come on the show, and so I want to give you as much opportunity as, as you want to kind of talk about the, you know, the, the, the uh, value of people you know, becoming aware of you and following you. 
Um, at the same time, I'm, I'm kind of curious as to how you're seeing this in the broader themes. Um, is, is this becoming more prevalent? Are more and more people looking to do things that they're passionately interested in? Oh, it, it seems to me to be a huge wave. I mean, when you think about it, 10 or 20 years ago, basically people were just happy to have a job. And if you had a job 9 to 5, even if it was the same job your whole life, you considered yourself fortunate. And things are shifting so much now where people might have, say, eight different jobs or you know, different careers in their lifetime. And I think now with the four-hour work week that Tim Ferriss wrote, which is a great book, he kind of put a name to the lifestyle that you, uh, we used to believe we had to work 40, 50 hours a week and we had to work 50 weeks a year before we could take two, week off, two weeks off. That was the ethic. And now it's become more about the value you can provide. If you can provide enough value, then you don't have to work 50 weeks a year. You could maybe work eight if you're really providing enough value. And then with the advent of the internet, everything is, has shifted as far as I can see. You can automate your service to the world. You can create an information product, which you, you could do 20 years ago too, but now people can come to your website while you're asleep. They can read about the product while you're asleep. They can perhaps access customer support while you're asleep. They can give you their credit card while you're asleep. And they can be delivered the product while you're asleep and consume it. So everything can now happen with automation and that actually frees up our time so that the lifestyle possibilities are mind-boggling. So I'm going to give you some real credit for two things that really stood out for me from the book. One was, I feel like you have a very transparent style. And I, I feel as though even though you are kind of uh, pitching your services, that you do so in, a, in an authentic, honest way. I also think that you Thank focus you. early on on finding a way to help other people. And um, it, you know, for me, the, the, I don't find the message of making money while I sleep as appealing as the message for me personally of, you can actually do something that helps other people. And in fact, that's kind of the key to what you do. It is. And I, I noticed early on that that was a key difference in what I was teaching. Because I go to seminars, I won't mention names, but I go to seminars and there was a lot about internet marketing and a lot about how to make money. But it was dry. This guy was talking about making money from scrapbooking, even if you don't care about scrapbooking, or how to make money from producing t-shirts in China. And I realized that I, can, I could make a huge amount of money doing a lot of different things, but I'd rather make money doing something that makes a difference. So I decided to position myself in that way and get paid for who you are is not just about money. It's about making money from serving people in some way that feels good to you. So maybe you're into gardening and you love gardening and you want everybody to have a garden. Well, you can get paid for who you are by creating an information product around gardening. Or maybe you've been divorced and survived divorce once or maybe twice. Well, that's a life experience that you can put into a product and help people who are about to go through that. So if you're trying to go to David's website, you may be getting the same error I am. Um, and I, th I think we've put it incorrectly. It's getpaidforwhoyouare.com, right? 
That's we may right. have crashed your we may have crashed your site for a moment. I'm sure it will come back up. Yeah. I don't think you've lost the opportunity to get the book if you're if you're worried about that. I'm sh I'm sure that will come back up later in the show, or if not afterwards. So um, yeah, that really appealed. Well, thank you. I'm kind of glad you guys crashed the service. <laughs> Fun. We we had that. We did a big launch, and we had um, a thousand people try and watch the video at the same time. And if you can imagine, it was uh, it was crazy. But it was fun too, just to you kind of have that much. Well, it was fun after I got after uh, <laughs> my, my my upset, my freak out. It was like wow, there's a lot of uh, interest. Here. Well, so with only 170 people, we may not have have been the precipitating factor, but for some reason it's down, and we'll make sure that it gets back up and. That at least that at some point this is available to you. Um, so why don't you talk, if you would, about the four myths? Yes, I will. And uh, the reason I'm hesitating is because because uh, I'm sending an SMS message to my web guy saying, "Dude, the website's down." We're a very forgiving audience. Wonderful. Well, it would just be a nice story if it's back up by the time we finish. Uh, so the four myths. Yeah, it's a great topic because when I started looking at how to help other people create this lifestyle, what I had to look at is limiting beliefs. So like what's, what's in the way here that would stop us? And one of the main things that gets in the way is the belief that I, I'm not an expert, I don't have credibility. So who would listen to me? I'm a gardener. I've been gardening for, say, three, four, five years, and I love it. But I've got no certification. I've got no degree. I, I don't go out and speak in front of huge audiences. Why would anyone want to listen to me? And the simplest way that I've found to get around that is don't position yourself as a guru. You don't have to say I'm this big expert with 50 years experience if you're not. You can just say uh, whatever the, the truth for you. For the past five years or ten years, I've been researching gardening and practicing and trying everything I can find, and I will share with you the results of my research so that you don't have to spend years on it, but can spend weeks instead. I'm guessing you're getting an SMS back. Uh, no. Why was there a pause? Oh, there was a pause for me. Sorry. Oh, uh, oh sorry. I just paused to see if you were going to say anything. Um, I think I, so. so you're, I, you're getting a response from the audience that's that's resonating with that, and um, you know I think that in, in a lot of ways again that's what I appreciated about the book. And I'm kind of curious. We'll, we'll let you go through the other the other four, but since you paused, um, it sort of feels to me like that elephant story maybe relates to this a little. And is there a degree to which you could imagine that the way we go through school kind of discourages us from thinking that we have that value? Well. <laughs> I don't want to say too much about our education system, but I think society in general, we, we're raised with certain conditions and certain limits. And that's just a natural way of thinking. And it's not wrong. It kind of keeps us alive while we're growing up. But then I think what I've been doing for the last 14 years is questioning the way I was brought up and questioning my beliefs and questioning what my mind tells me. Not just what everyone else tells you, but my mind is constantly telling me. So if, if you're being told by your mind, oh, look, you can't really do a CD on parenting because you don't have qualifications, 
Well, you can thank your mind for sharing and say, okay, you know, I, I get that. And you can consider that you, uh, if you have a one-year-old, then you know a lot more about parenting than your next-door neighbor who's about to have their first child. And you could actually create a CD called The Top Seven Mistakes I Made as a New Parent and How You Can Avoid Them. Good, and, and you know, I think, uh, interestingly enough, uh, programs like this where you bring in other people who are experts are also ways of kind of developing um, an interest without having to position yourself as being the expert. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to position yourself as that. And Steve, I'm so tempted to respond to Jill here. She said it's against the grain to charge for what we passionately believe should be free. Can I respond to that? You can respond to anything. Okay, great. I, and it's so, you know, I know so many people, like, and see, we've come, um, the pendulum swung to the other side. So I was at that seminar where people were just about money and not about service. And I do, I, I live in Marin County, just north of San Francisco, and it's a very spiritual area, and I do meet a lot of people who are like, oh, but it's not right to charge for it. Well, I think if we all lived in a Burning Man-style community where it was a gifting economy and we just went outside our door and gave away everything, that would be wonderful. I would like to live in that community and uh, sometimes I have gone and lived in that in, in the desert at an event they call Burning Man. But we don't have that community. We have a community that's more of an exchange community and you exchange energy. So I think that if you have something that's going to be of value to me, suppose you know about parenting or you know about art or you know about travel or you know about something, well, what else am I going to do with my money but to spend it on things that will make a difference to my life? That's kind of what it's for. So I'm very happy to give you 19.95 or 49.95 if you give something that's going to add to my life. So I, um, I don't insist that anyone on this call be willing to accept money for sharing something that you love, but I invite you to consider the possibility that it's really okay for people to help put food on your table and help to improve your life if you're able to improve theirs. And David, you have a good pyramid in the book. I'm going to look for it while we're talking with a sort of an inverted pyramid and you talk about you know, how you, there are certain things that you could give away that help you to generate some um, you know, uh, tribe followership if we want to talk about um, Seth Godin um, or just a, you know, a, a mailing list where then you can have other products that are a little bit higher up on the scale where you do charge but there's a certain amount that you give away for free. Yeah, I, I call this the product funnel and I, I didn't make up that term, but it's a way of showing that you don't just start with trying to sell your products. It's not very successful. If, if you had the only blue ink pen in the world, then fine. You can just say, come and buy my pens. But with all the competition that we have, and particularly on the internet, what, it just makes a lot of sense to give away stuff for free. And I do it, uh, I've gone to an extreme example of saying you can have my book for free. So consider maybe you can find a, a special report or you could create, maybe give away 10 minutes of your CD or maybe you give away the first CD and then for people who really like you and got a lot of value, they come and buy your 3D, three CD set that goes into more detail. So that might also help people who are wanting to give away stuff for free, that's great. Give it away for free. Build up your, your newsletter list. Uh, mine's at about 110,000 
people now, and that came from giving away things for free. And then when you've got something uh, to sell, you can send that out to that list who already like and trust you and that you build a relationship with, and uh, the chances are much higher that they'll be happy to buy it from you and refer it, refer you to their friends. So if we're drawing ourselves back to sort of this frame of reference of education, kind of interesting for me is this idea that you can develop a voice and expertise and trust through a lot of ways now that we didn't have before, like blogging. Um, and that there are ways to, to test that voice out and to start to determine what people are interested in. And Doc Searle says, I don't, he says, I don't get paid for blogging, I get paid because I blog. And, and it may not be a direct result of the blogging, but that somebody will find you of value because you have been out there talking about things of importance. Yes, that's, that's true. So blogging is a great way to, to see the new economy in action, that, that you keep on putting up free articles, free content, free information. Um, I've been going through something recently, for example, uh, and today quite strongly about looking at where, how do I really want to help the world and when is it time for me to shift from people getting paid for who they are to the next thing and when do you let go of the old to start the new. So I realized that's a blog post. I can go on and blog about that and then send an email out saying go and check it out, love your comments. And you're creating interactivity, you're creating community and it just makes it so much easier for people to get to know you and to trust you. And then, when you ha again, when you have something like a CD or a CD set, or which I think is the easiest product to create, or when you want to get a little more advanced, you might you know, grab a camera from a friend and record some, uh, some video. Then you send it out to your list and they already like and trust you and they're like, all right, well, I'll give it a try. The guy said it's guaranteed and I can have my money back if I don't like it. So why not try it? So let's talk about the other myths. Myth two was, I don't have the money to start a business. Yeah, well, that one's easy. It used to cost, maybe you needed $10,000 to um, lease some premises, you needed some capital, and you needed to stick it out for six to 12 months or two years before you saw if you could turn the corner and make a profit of the business. But these days, if you have $10, you can go and get yourself a domain name for a year. Get yourself a website URL for a year and then you can go to somewhere like Weebly.com and you can create your own website for free and you're, up, you're off and running. You're ready to go. So it's very inexpensive. If you're willing to put in the work, you can even get free web traffic these days and in the book, and Get Paid for Who You Are, I teach how to come up in the top 10 on Google for the search terms that are important for you. And I just find that fascinating that you can start a business for $10 and get going and then maybe in your, in your first six months, uh, you know, maybe you'll, you'll spend another $100 and then you can see if it generates profit or not. And if it generates some profit, you keep on spending money on it and you build it. If it doesn't generate profit, at least you've learned how to do it. You've got the steps. Maybe you tweak that niche and instead of uh, teaching people about how to create a garden in the backyard, you might say, let's see if I can make more revenue teaching them how to create a greenhouse or how to do an indoor Japanese garden. But you keep tweaking it till you find the niche that's right for you and you couldn't do that 10, 20 years ago. We didn't have enough time in our lifetime to try a few different things. 
So there's some comments in the chat about how would you actually make money from a blog. And I want to suggest that there's an interesting uh, sort of tangential piece here that sometimes it's hard for people to see, which is if I'm passionately engaged in something, I now have an opportunity for a voice. I'd, I'm not sure you necessarily need to make money from that blog because I think oftentimes what it does is it sort of catapults you into an arena where people are interested in paying you maybe not for the blogging piece but for some other things that you can do uniquely because now you're visible. I'm sorry, I got distracted, Steve, by seeing if my website was back up yet. We are getting reports that people have been able to download the book. And I'll, you know what I'll do is I'll put the link again in the chat so that if you missed it earlier, you, the, the book is there. The book is free for e-download. Um, and you're also able to, I think, uh, from the site, order the book just for the shipping cost. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and I should say something, too, that one of the reasons I gave it away free is I wanted to uh, well, that's not true. Once I decided to give the book away for free, I wanted people to still value it. And I knew that a lot of people would want to give a fair exchange. For some people, it's a bit strange to like, like how, how can I value this by getting it for free? So I decided to raise money for the Rainforest Foundation and one laptop per child. So when you go to the website, and if it's not loading for you now, it should shortly. Um, what happens is you can choose an ebook or the physical book, it's up to you, and then you're invited to choose a donation amount. And you can choose $20 or $10 or $50 or $2 or you can even choose zero. And I really don't mind. I want you to choose whatever feels right to you. And, uh, and we've, we've just raised $60,000 for the rainforests and to educate children in third world countries. Okay, so point three for you, uh, myth number three, I don't have time to start a business. Mm-hmm. I don't have time. Um, again, a long time ago, you would have to put your life into a business, and possibly for a number of years, but now since it's such, such low cost and you can get results so quickly, I say if you're willing to devote one hour a day for three months, then you can set your system up. I'm not saying you'll make millions at the end of three months, but you'll have a system and you may just have your first website up and running, your first newsletter article ready, your first subscriber to your newsletter, and you may just have your first sale of your very first information CD. One hour a day for three months and you can call yourself an internet marketer. Okay, and finally, myth number four, I need business or technical skills. Mm -hmm. Again, there was a time when you did. But now, with, with Weebly being a free website, you can click and drag. And uh, if you're really technically savvy, within 10 minutes you can have something rough. Within an hour you can have something decent. And if you're really slow and it takes you a while to learn things, then maybe you spend a full day and you can have your first web page up. I think that's incredible. So you don't need it anymore. And I don't want most people to go and create their own website. I just say go and do that if you have absolutely zero budget. But if you have even $100, you can get a college student who's studying every day how to create amazing websites and doesn't have a job yet and do a deal with a college student for maybe $15 an hour and get the website up and running. So you shouldn't be doing a lot of those really technical things. Leave that to somebody else and you can focus on what you're good at, which again might be travel or parenting or scuba or relationship advice. 
So now someone asked me, Steve, on the on the uh, forum. They said, David, how do you make your money? And that's a fair question. I gave away the book. I gave away 68,000 of them. Uh, well, one way, if you go, and again, it may not load right now, but it, it will shortly. If you go to getpaidforwhoyouare.com forward slash access, that's an example. And you'll also find that in the book. But, but throughout the book, I say there are a whole bunch of forms and worksheets and checklists and audios and programs that I just could not put in the book. And uh, so what I did is I created a membership site where for a small monthly fee you can access all of this and get support from hundreds of other people just like you who are creating their own business. So the book was the giveaway and then the paid product is the monthly membership site which is about $27 a month. Okay, I want to do a little experiment here. For uh -huh. those of you who are interested in the implications of this kind of getting paid for who you are as it relates to uh, teaching students, would you click on the green check butt mark at the bottom of the participant window? If you're interested in how this idea of getting paid for who you are would impact how we teach students, click on the green check mark at the bottom of the participant window. I'll give you about five more seconds. And I'm going to post this. Okay, so we had 105. Now I'm going to clear that, and I'm going to ask a second question. How many of you are interested in this for yourselves, just thinking about what you might do with your own careers? And I'll give you about five more seconds. Hundred nine, about a, as close to a tie as you could get. I mean, that's very interesting to me, David. Mm. What are the characteristics or the character traits of people who seem to have success in in making this leap? You know, this is. Um, I'm often asked this question, and I, I'm always tempted to give like some complex, fancy answer, but it's so simple, and it may seem trivial, yet it's true. One of the biggest things is a willingness to begin. How many things, Steve, have you thought about? Like, oh, you know, I'd like to try ice skating, or, you know, I maybe I learned the didgeridoo, but you never actually begin it. Does that make sense? I just put a note in the chat. I try them all. I just get very used to failure, and I figure if one out of ten works, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But the first thing is beginning. And most people just won't, won't start. Now, uh, there are some people who are going to listen to this call and won't get the book, even though I've made it free. But that's one place that, that people can sabotage themselves. A great opportunity comes along and we let it pass. So the first quality is a willingness to begin, to take the action step. And I'll, I'll, I'll give a specific action step so everyone on the call can just be very specific about it. Go and either download the book or order the physical book. And by the way, when you get the physical book, you get the PDF as well. So you can start reading uh, tonight and read pages 17 to 22. That will get you off to a strong start, just pages 17 to 22. So the first quality is taking action and being willing to begin. And then the second quality, which is actually quite rare, 
is a willingness to persist. So there are so many things that I begin. I, I just went and got a ping pong table and I went and got three lessons with a coach. Now, am I going to continue? I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I don't. By the way, I just saw an owl pop up on a tree outside my window, which is my second sighting in a year and a half living here, so it's quite exciting. Um, so, and I went and did kite surfing, and I did three lessons with kite surfing, and then I stopped. So, yeah, I'm not going to keep going. So I'm not going to get good, good at kite surfing. I may not get good at ping pong. The things that I've really been successful in, I've had to stick at. And if you stick at it, you're going to be ahead of 95% of the population because most of them are never going to begin and the ones that begin will never stick. So again, are you willing to start by reading pages 17 to 22 and then make the decision after you've done that, am I willing to put in one hour a day for the next three months? Now you might just say, let me begin with a week. I'll put in an hour a day for a week and really get my toes wet and see how this goes. If you have those two qualities that you will begin and you will persist, it's going to be very difficult to fail. So what are some of the best examples that you've seen of people uh, doing this? And, and, and maybe I'm looking for examples that would be encouraging to people who, who would feel those myths and, and where somebody who might have felt very ordinary actually does something uh, that's highly engaging and, and feels very successful? Mm. Well, I'll give a couple of examples. One, which I mentioned in the book, is Gillian Wells. And Gillian was running a, a lighthouse bed and breakfast in Australia. So they actually had a B&B &B inside a lighthouse. And she wanted to, uh, to get more business for the lighthouse. Now she didn't really have any experience, but she just said, let me, let me give this a shot. And she went and hired someone very inexpensively to revamp the website. And one of the most important things you can do with your website is to, is to focus it around email capture. The number one goal of a website is to get your visitor's email address. So if you look at a website or your website and it doesn't strongly draw your eye to an email box where you fill in your, your email address, then it, I say it's failing. Um, so she did that and within a short amount of time she was getting four inquiries a day which translated into business for her lighthouse. Another example is Ezra Firestone who was a student of mine and he said, well, I, I don't have any experience, I don't really have any business skills, but I'm really fun. What could I do for people that's fun? And he decided that he was going to try selling crazy Halloween wigs on the web. So he decided, I'm going to sell Oompa Loompa wigs. I'm going to sell Marge Simpson wigs. And does he go and create the wigs himself? No, he didn't want to just replace his old job with another job. He went and found someone already doing it. He created a website. He generated traffic, just followed the five steps in the book. And within three months, he was able to cut his old job from five days a week back to three and, uh, and just went and took a month traveling around Australia with his new fiance. So what if you have a passion, you start to get engaged, you really love it that you're able to do so on the web and it just doesn't seem like other people are as interested as you are? Well, that can definitely happen. 
And you've got to be ready for that. You can't just expect that you're going to to start um, to start with a niche and that you'll instantly make it profitable and within a year you'll retire. I mean, I think that's just silly. And anyone who promises you that, I think you should be very careful. But what you want to do is you want to begin. And now, for example, I uh, gave away the book, a lot of copies. I, read a tra I ran a training course um, which had uh, a reasonably high level of interest with some of my, my newsletter lists. And then I just offered a live two-day seminar. And you know what? I, I had the sales page up for about nine hours and I sent an email to everybody and we had zero sales. So I've just decided today that I'm going to cancel that seminar because there's not the interest that I was wanting everybody to have. You need to be able to listen to your audience and say, well, all right, apparently this isn't what they want, so maybe they don't want to travel right now in this economy. Maybe it's time to do more webinars or maybe I create a DVD product and send that out to everybody. So you may well find that people aren't as interested as you are in the way it's being presented, so you try a different medium or maybe you haven't found the right target market yet that you're looking for them in magazines and you really should find them in online newsletters or on Google. Or maybe, as I said, they don't, they're not interested in gardens generally, but if you specify and say, I'll help you with an indoor garden or an indoor Japanese garden, you might find more interest there. Or maybe if you're doing parenting, you might want to focus between ages 5 and 10. Or you might focus on parenting for... Um, what's the word, dual families where you've split up and remarried. So it's constant tweaking. So some people are still complaining they can't get the book. Don't worry. I, I'm pretty sure that David will make sure that after the session is over that if you try uh, within the, the few, next few hours after that that the book, you'll be able to download the book. And some are, some are able to yeah. get it, they're saying. Yeah, I can, I can uh, yeah, I, I tried myself and it's very, very slow right now. And, um, uh, my my web web guys are usually very available. They might be out to dinner, but as soon as they get back, they'll get it up and running. So interesting to me about that particular description of the seminar and people not signing up is, I'm not sure I really felt very prepared uh, in school or culturally to see that not as failure. And it's kind of intriguing because it, it, it seems as though in order to kind of be proactively engaged and move forward in this way, you have to be able to look at that and say, okay, well, that just has taught me something. But that's not failure. It's just it didn't work. Yeah. I know. It's so true. And it's funny because I teach this stuff and then I still fall into the trap. I know Thomas, Thomas Edison, um, someone said that, that, you know, how did you, how did you do it? You failed uh, 2,000 times before you invented the light bulb. He said, no, I didn't. It was just a 2,000 step process. So, um, you know, I, I know this stuff and then I feel it too. I, I do a product launch and I don't get many sales and I just like instantly my mind says failure. And then I have to remind myself that it's a constant process of tweaking and learning and trying. And it's like, okay, well that didn't work. That didn't work. And I've done probably for every one thing I've done that worked really well in my business career, I seriously think I've probably tried 50 
that didn't work or didn't work very well at all. Okay, this is really fun. So I'd like to open it up to Q&A now. Uh, and I'm uh, very interested in the questions that you have for David. Um, I'm hopeful that we can keep the questions general enough that they're applicable for everybody. Uh, and if it's possible to tie in education, that's great. But I understand that that may not always be the, the impetus for your for asking the question. So to ask a question, you use the the large icon of the hand with the green up arrow at the bottom left of the participant box. And we'll give you the microphone. Or you can put your question in the chat. And if you do uh, ask a question we'll, and we turn your mic on and we can't hear you, we'll have you go up to run the tools, audio, audio setup wizard, and then come back to us. So I'm going to turn the mic to Kim right now. And Kim, to turn your microphone on, you click on the larger microphone button at the bottom left of your screen. We yep. can hear you. Okay. We can hear so, you. Hi, David. Um, my question. Hello, Hi. My question. We've had a little bit of a thread going on about um, persistence, and that resilience goes along with that. And can you teach that? Can you build that into conditions? And it occurs to me, if your work has been as a life coach, you certainly run into that question. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah. yeah. So how to build persistence. I think one of the key things is to choose something that you really do care about. Because if you go and start an online business um, and say it's around, uh, you found a niche for scrapbooking. And you think, well, people are going to pay a lot of money for information on scrapbooking. But you don't care about scrapbooking. It's so difficult to persist. So I say it's very important to pick something that you really do care about. And the second thing that can help so much for persistence is creating a structure. So if you're alone at home and you've got no friends who are creating an online business, you've got no other friends who've read Get Paid for Who You Are, and you're just getting up each day and hoping that the motivation will strike to work on your business, that's very difficult. You're asking for a lot from the universe that it will send the motivation your way all the time. What I find is useful is create a structure. So from 7 till uh, 9, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that's when I sit down and work on my business. And I'm going to get Jack, Betty, John, and Bill to read Get Paid for Who You Are as well so that we're all inspired and then I'll create a mastermind group. Or I'll go and sign up for David's program so I'm surrounded by hundreds of people who are doing this as well. If you create those structures for yourself, it's a lot easier to be pulled along instead of having to generate the willpower every single day yourself. Well, David, it seems like there's also a little bit of a side benefit here, which is you start something you're passionately interested in. Maybe for the first time in your life, you, you're really doing what you want to be doing. And sometimes, even if it doesn't pay, you just want to do it because you want to be doing something that you care about. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. I, th I think um, the money motivation will is definitely a valid motivation, and it will only get you so far. So Kim, I had to turn your mic off because there was an echo. If you want to ask a quick follow-up, I want to give you the chance to do so. Just clicking on the larger microphone button again to turn your mic back on. You're good. Okay, I'm going to give the mic now to Josh. Josh. Uh, oh, I, I like too that Len just said persistence will reward you with David's free book. <laughs> <laughs> there's, 
There we go. Okay, so Josh, to turn your mic on, you click on the. There you go. So, how do you feel about bloggers or website owners that have a donation button when the donation is to support their own work, where essentially you feel like it's just giving them money to read their blog? I don't have a strong feeling about it. I don't have a strong feeling. I. Um, I, I use a, a software called CyberDuck to upload files to the internet, and I think I've used it for a year. And finally, I just decided to go and click the donate button to, to pay them something. And I thought while I was doing it, I wonder how many other hundreds of people around the world are doing that. I, I haven't used that method myself. I don't like it. My, what I would prefer to do is give away free content and then have a paid product with a guarantee. So it's like, you know, you've seen all my stuff, you know it's good, you're going to really love this, go and get the product. If you don't love it, then please ask for your money back and I'm really happy to do that. So if you've asked the question in the chat, I'm having a hard time, it's going so fast, I'm having a hard time capturing them. So I hope you'll raise your hand and then reference the chat, if you will, even if you don't want to take the microphone. So Dan, I've given you the mic and you can click on that large mic button to turn your mic on. Hi there, everybody. Greetings from Portland, Oregon. David, thank you so much. I teach French and Spanish high school uh, for quite a while. I want to offer my educational products, uh, PDFs and sound files to students online who are struggling in class. Um, I've gotten out of the educational system because of many reasons, mostly because of the educational system. And um, I still find I have a passion for teaching. So. I have all of these things I want to do. I'm pretty overwhelmed with all of the steps. I mean, I have a, it seems like I have a 10,000 step idea and, um, you know, not a lot of fun. So it's, it's a challenge to find other like-minded people who are willing to spend the amount of time on it that I am to build it into this. I see it as a very big thing, but again, it's overwhelming. So of course, inaction sets in. So it's, yes. um, it's, um, you know, I'm overwhelming my own self, which is kind of nuts, and it's hard to, to take it piece by piece. So, Well, I'm glad you brought that up, because one thing we haven't mentioned about the book is the reason I wrote it was to make things simple. Um, so I, I was teaching this and finding that people were so excited and inspired, but they were overwhelmed. They didn't know where to start because people are giving them 20 different strategies, and it's too much to do. So the book actually breaks it down into five steps. And it says, start step one, step two, step three. And when people say to me, oh, here's what I'm doing in my business, what should I do next? I say, well, have you done step one? And they say, yes. I say, have you done step two? Well, no, I haven't done that yet. I say, well, go and do step two. So I think you're going to enjoy it when you get to the book and you can look through and see, have, have you done all the five steps or have you got some steps missing? And then just go through them in order. Carol, I've given you the mic. Let's see if you can turn your microphone on with the large mic button at the lower left of your screen. Okay. Hi, can you hear and me? We can hear you. You're a little soft. Oh, wow. That's, there that's, you go. that's highly unusual. Okay. <laughs> um, I am interested in and, and work, I work in online education exclusively, um, going venturing back into some on-ground work, but I am interested in um, and have been researching myself, 
persistence and willingness to go forward for adults, working adults with disabilities uh, because of the number of uh, roadblocks they run into in traditional higher education. So I was wondering if you've heard about any of that or have you done any research on that or do you think that might be a good field to get a website up for? Um, adults with disabilities in education? Now, working, it's called, uh, we're, we are called the working adults with dis working adults with disabilities. So there's people who have our service people who have PTSD. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't done any research around uh, working adults with disabilities. Well, the pers it's the persistence, and the willingness, and um, I can't think of the other word. Um, that help these people get through their first couple years of their bachelor degrees. And I, I personally do this in my class on purpose. I, I work with these people and help them persist, um, at least through my class. But um, I was thinking, yep, is, do you think that might be a good idea for getting paid for who you are? Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I've, there's a woman who just did the Get Paid for Who You Are training, uh, in fact, two of them who are blind. And I was amazed. I'm like, wow, you guys are really, really going for it. So um, are you, have you, you, you have a website to help help these people? Carol, I turned your mic off, but you can turn it back on. I've been doing this for 11 years um, in my classroom, in my course rooms, um, because I care. And I know that 20% of any given online class that I teach, 20% uh, um, of the population, you'll hear me start to stutter, 20% of the population are working adults with disabilities. And these are mostly mental disabilities, that your, your, your um, disabilities from the military, um, uh, depression, um, um, a, a life crisis where a depression occurs. So if occurs. I if I may, Carol, I'll I'll use your uh, niche as an example, and maybe we can model this for everybody. That um, step one of the five steps is to choose who you help. So you've already decided. All right, I'm going to help working adults with disabilities. And to clarify even further, you'd work out what do you help them with. And maybe you're going to help them with persistence, or maybe you'll help them to, let's suppose you're going to help them to double their income. That's step one, handled. Step two would be to set up your website in seven days. And it sounds like you may, you may already have a website. And using Weebly.com, you can, you can definitely do that. Step three is set up your newsletter in seven days. It can be a simple article that gives people value and that helps you build a relationship. Step four is to create your very first information product. And that could be a CD with the top seven mistakes, it's just a simple formula, the top seven mistakes that working adults with disabilities make when asking for a pay raise and how to avoid them. I just made that up, right? So you can come up with a, a CD product and then the fifth step is to get massive traffic to your website. So you've already got the machine, you've got the newsletter that will build a relationship, and you've got uh, a product that they can buy that might make you $20 or $30 uh, profit each time they buy it. Now you generate traffic. 
and that's your system, that's your machine to get paid for who you are. And it looks, Carol, like Kel in the chat is saying he'd love to talk to you more about that niche. So I love that the connection might be made. Michael, and I'm... Steve, yeah. uh, I want to let everybody know the website is up and running and loading quickly now. All right, well, we'll do the little clapping icon. Okay, Michael, I'm giving uh, you the microphone. You can turn your mic on at the lower left of your screen with a large mic button. And Michael, we see your microphone's on, but we're not hearing anything. So I'm going to turn it off and go up to Tools Audio and run the Audio Setup Wizard, because I think you'll need to make sure your mic is working there. Or you can put your question in the chat. Okay, so we've got time for a couple more quick questions. Uh, you can put them in the chat if I've missed it. Or you can um, raise your hand using the hand with the green up arrow at the bottom of the participant window to raise your hand. Maria is asking, is it too late for the book? Maria, it is not too late for the book. And I'll put that link in here again. And you guys will be good for at least a couple of days. For at least a couple of days, you can go to that link and get the book. And then um, I have a request, too, is that if you like the book, or um, and you can take a, a sneak peek at it on, the, on one of the, the later pages, but if you like the book and you like the idea of raising money for the Rainforest Foundation, then please pass it on. And there's a, there's a link once you've got your book where you can tweet it and Facebook it and just spread the word about get a free book and raise money for charity. Okay, so David, Michael's question was, he's wondering how complicated are the finances and tax ends of doing something like this? Mm. Um, I can't give you an official answer. I'm not an accountant and uh, I don't get into a lot of that area in, in what I teach. But I can tell you that the simplest way, if you really want the simplest, simplest accounting, is don't start your own business. Work for somebody else. So I have a nine to five job. Um, but if you do start a business, I've found that there's a learning curve. I don't think in the first few months. In the first few months, just follow the five steps. That's it. But once you start to get some revenue and see that this is working, then it's a great idea to go and get a bookkeeper say, can you show me where to put my receipts and where to enter them and what to do so that this is all tracked? And then I think it's a great idea to have an accountant do your taxes, even if it's just once. Just once have them do it so that you can model it and follow it the next time. Okay, we've got another question, but before we do so, I'm going to do something that I think will be fun. If you have an idea you're working on or you're looking for help or something that you just, a, a passion you're wondering how to turn into business, Put it in the chat because this session will be recorded and you'll be able to download the chat log later. And it'll be very fun for people to look at other people's ideas and see if there may be some connections. So I'd encourage you to put your idea in the chat and put your email address with it too. And that way somebody can come and find you. Like, uh, um, looks like maybe uh, Carol was, has found a friend. Okay, VIPYE, I'm giving you the mic. You turn it on by clicking on the microphone button at the lower left of your screen. Hello, David. Hello. I'm trying to be. How are you doing? Pretty good. I'm trying to get the book for free, but it's asking me credit cards, and I'm from uh, Somalia, but I live in Yemen. I can't get it. I, I don't have credit card. What do I have to do? Okay, what you can do is choose the e-book. Don't choose the physical book. Just choose the e-book and set the donation to zero, and then it will not ask you for a credit card. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. 
the credit card is only if you're going to pay shipping and handling to get the, the physical book or if you're going to donate. Okay, good. We probably have time for one more question. While we're waiting for that question, I'm going to move us to our thank you slide. Thanks to Learn Central, Illumina, my employer. Thanks to Steve Blumen Associates who provided a book budget for me. Coming up on the Future of Education next week, some really fun shows. I hope there's something that you're interested in. And while we're thinking of it, let's give David a hand, clap for him here for coming on to this, this fun audience of educators who seem to be as interested in their own possible getting paid for who they are as well as the students, which is really fun for me. I thought it was kind of a surprise and an exciting one. Excellent. Okay, so final question oh, going once. Um, Go ahead, David. Can I say, Steve, I, I'm fascinated and excited and inspired by the idea of teaching this material to, um, to teens, to children. And one laptop per child, actually, we were just floating the idea of them installing the book on their laptops that go to children in third world countries so they could be doing this from their villages. So I'd love to hear from people who um, are going to take the book into their classrooms and, uh, and, and teach their kids this new paradigm of how you can serve the world and get paid. And I'd love to support it. So, so my, email, my email is in, in the back of the book. And I'm also going to suggest, in addition to emailing David, that you could go to students2.0, students20.com, uh, because there are m many people in there who are sort of passionately interested in some of these same themes, and you may find others to talk to and kind of coordinate with. And, and David, feel free to, uh, I'll, I'll send you an email reminding you, but if there's a way I can help, I'd be glad to do so. Lovely. Okay, so I think we're, we're at the end. Uh, we'd like to finish on time. So again, David, thanks so much for coming. What a pleasure to have you on. Oh, you're very welcome, Steve. I've loved this, and I'm so inspired by this uh, online environment. It was rough. We didn't even turn on the webcams or anything. Wow. Thanks, everybody, for coming tonight. Sure appreciate your being here. Uh, feel free to uh, email David or email me. You should be. I'll put the link for the book one last time. Oh, did I say students? To the student, there we go. Anyway, I'll put the email for the link for the book uh, website. Uh, in the chat again, and uh, feel free to email David or email me, and we'll keep the story going. Fantastic. Oh, David's turned on his webcam. So, David, yeah. there's a fine, there's a color um, drop-down window at the bottom of your. There you go, and you're now in color. Hey. You get All to right. see David live there. Are you in Marin tonight? Uh, yes, I am in Marin, and I'll see if I can show you. Outside through my window, you know, see the trees. Where was that at? It was in Mill Valley, just north of. So I would show you my window, but it pales in comparison to your gorgeous view there. Huh. <laughs> I, I would have shown you guys the owl. Oh yeah. yeah. Darn. Sorry, we missed that. Well, good to, uh, good to meet you, Steve, and thank you, everybody. Okay. It's been really fun, and I look forward to hearing all your success stories when you email me uh, uh, in the back of the book. Thanks, David. Thanks, everybody, for coming. Have a great night. Uh, we'll close the recording down now and give you a few minutes to, to log off. Take care, and have a good night. Steve, are you available to chat for a couple of minutes? Absolutely. Let me turn things off here. Okay.